Greetings, and welcome to the Talk with History podcast. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on us and our personal journey through YouTube as we continue to explore, record, and share our history walks with you. Before we get into our main topic, I want to briefly ask for for a review from our listeners. Apple Podcast Reviews can get you on a future episode with a five-star shout-out. And if you do not have an Apple device, you can reach out to us and ask us questions over on Twitter at Talk With History or through our website, talkwithhistory.com. Also, don't forget to check out our other podcast, The History Buzz. It's a little more relaxed, where we sit down and interview folks while chatting about history over a couple of drinks, and we just let the conversation wander where it may. It's a lot of fun. If you love 80s movies, music, and the fashion that came with it all, I think you're going to love today's topic. Jen, she's a Pittsburgh native and loves all of those things I just mentioned. So it's a natural fit that we're going to talk about one of the biggest movies of 1983. And Jen, what is the movie we're talking about today? Flashdance. Flashdance. And why are we talking about Flashdance? Well, Flashdance had a huge impact on me as a young girl, especially growing up. In the 80s, so much so that when I had an answering machine, when people still had those, right. and you could make your own recording. Part of it was that song, just a steel town girl on a Saturday night looking for the time of her life. That was on my answering machine. Yeah. Because it was so fitting for Pittsburgh girl and having fun. Because the movie Flashdance, it, it takes place in Pittsburgh. It takes place in Pittsburgh. And it's really great in the 80s with the steel industry. I mean, she's a welder. It, it just fits in with everything that's... It is, it is like the classic 80s movie. Yeah. It hits... It's got good music. It's it's Fashion. It's so great. And blue collar. Yeah. Right? So we go... In the video, we go to a lot of those filming locations. And right. for me, that was a dream come true. Like, yeah, that was, that was super cool. We try to recreate some of the we shots. We try to recreate some of the shots. Like her biking to work, you know, yep. across the bridge, you know into the city like yeah, we, down the street around the corners yes, and, and none of it had continuity because they, right. they're really looking for really great locations and scene settings of yeah. pittsburgh and i talk about how she's not biking <laughs> she's not living over here to go over i here. think you said like she had the reason she has such great legs is because she's biking all over the entire <laughs> city all over the city and like the steep pittsburgh hills yes. right and at one point one of the great scenes is her going down the hill and it's right beside the hospital, Allegheny yep. Hospital. Yep. So you see a nurse walking up in the scene. Yeah. And I tell you, that's because she's right beside the hospital. Yeah. And, and if you are if you haven't seen that episode, go to our YouTube channel, yes. look up and just search for Flashdance. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but we actually, so we show the, the movie clip yes. and then we show us doing that. Yes. It's e- either... Is it that uh, we show the movie clip first and then we show, we show you? Yes, yeah. So yeah. I, so I, I, so not only are you kind of standing in the spot where they where they filmed it, but I'm trying to recreate as best I can with yes. my amateur, you know, equipment and and technique yes. to really recreate those shots. It was just a dream come true for it, me. It was super fun for a girl who always loved that movie. Yeah. And we go to the Carnegie Museum where she. It's supposed to be the ballet school in the movie and she gets intimidated filling out the application 
for ballet school. She, she runs away. She runs out. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of like recreate her running out. And she's running out of the gallery, basically, of the museum. Yeah. And again, we try to recreate the shot. So the mo- the shot in the movie is her running kind of that, the, second, the, the floor. second floor. And then it's like she must have to backtrack. And then she's running the same way in the same distance on the bottom floor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically just to get a really good shot of that whole gallery. Yeah, but we recreate all that stuff, right? You're yeah. walking down the, down the thing. I'm trying to do it where it's you know, the pillars are going yeah, by. I'm doing the, the shot statues. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, and even like uh, when she rides her bike up to the Carnegie Museum. Yes, right in front. So we talk about that's where she sees the ballet and she's leaving with Hannah and she sees uh, Mick, or, or she sees Nick with his ex-wife. Oh, yeah. You know? So she's in front of the museum there. So we talk about the front of the museum and the statues that are out there. Yeah. They use the Carnegie Museum for everything. That's where she does her, the side of the museum is where she does her dance practice. Yeah. Right? So they use that whole museum for a bunch of different things. Uh, but it was really fun. We go to like Hannah's house. Yeah, which is still there. I mean, it's still like the house. It's, I mean, it's it's awesome. We barely did, changed. Yeah, there, there's no portico anymore, yep. and there's no ivy. Yep. on the side of the building, we ride the Duquesne incline. That was neat. That was neat, and we talk about her riding the incline with her bicycle. And if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh, again, let, let me let me paint, yeah. step back and paint the picture. So the Duquesne incline, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jen, but let me see if I I actually learned something <laughs> while we were out there filming. They used to use it for the coal miners. Mm-hmm. And they would transport all these materials up this super steep hill. So if again, if you're not, if you've never been to Pittsburgh or certain parts of Pennsylvania, very common for super steep hills there, which is nightmare driving in the wintertime. Um, super steep hills, super sharp turns. So there, the Duquesne Incline, it was actually originally f- to help transport materials and equipment and this, that, and the other up this super steep hill. Yeah. And then it basically turned into a tourist attraction. Yeah, and, and then people would take it home after work and things like That's that. Right. And so yep. it was used for that as well. And so most people, Pittsburgh is on three rivers. It's connected. There's there's bridges. They call it the city of bridges because there's so many bridges that go across the, the rivers that kind of connect the whole city together. Yeah. So you have the Monongahela, the Allegheny, and the Ohio. And those are the three rivers that make up. The, and we used to have three river stadium there. Yep, yep. And so all of that area is Pittsburgh. Yeah. All around those rivers and all around those bridges. And it's very steep and it's very hilly. And the Duquesne Incline has a beautiful view. It's where yeah, we shoot the very last um, scene. From yeah. The, at the top of so. it. If you ever go to visit Pittsburgh, I mean, you should go do it. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. It's not like some fast ride. It's very slow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and in the movie, she actually uses it and she takes her bicycle she uses it to yeah, take so her bicycle she's gonna see hill. hannah she's ridden all o- she's ridden all <laughs> over the city all over the city up these hills and around the corners and she doesn't want to ride a little bit further uh, yeah. you know up the hill but i get it so for a young girl to see this movie right alex is supposed to be 18 she's a welder her dream is to be in the ballet but she's a she's a welder by day, and then she dances at night, and she she dances in a place where it's not nudity, 
Yeah, so it, it, it's not quite a strip club. It's not quite a it's strip club. It's a gentleman's club. club. Yes, we'll but she, yeah, she dances. Sure. and But that's kind of her way to kind of keep her dream alive. Yeah. You know, to practice her love. Dan- her dancing art. on stage with like the, the super uber famous... Yeah, you know, scene, scene with the water scene. Yeah, they, she drops the water on herself. Yes, like, like the that. bucket of water on herself and dances around. Like, And that scene, I mean, the weight of that water must have been intense. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. Um, but so here we have like this conflict. Yeah. Right. Yep. Where, oh, not only is she doing a job that is a predominantly male job yeah. in a huge industry in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Especially then. Especially then. You can imagine the money she would be making. Now, at that at that age, she wouldn't be a full welder. She'd be an apprentice welder, but you would still be making a ton of money based on her age. Yeah, you, you talk about yeah, that Yeah, based on her age yeah. because you have to have so many years experience welding to, to be a master welder. Right. And so apprentice welder, but she's still making a ton of money. Pittsburgh is a city of steel. Yeah. It's this welding everywhere. And so we go to the location where she's working and she gets the sandwich. Yeah, her lunch, her, her lunch, lunch break. break. Yeah. And you see all this the steel. Yeah, and there. it was very interesting again kind of from a behind the scenes perspective. So that's definitely that's absolutely the spot, but the building has actually been kind of added on to a yes. little bit. Mm-hmm. And so we really had to kind of do some double takes cuz I was trying to recreate this shot. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite get it to match because there's like a different building in the background now where there wasn't back then. They built up the city and they've built on, they've kind of added this uh, kind of truck dock yeah, station um, actually onto the, onto the building where mm-hmm. she was next to. So we do like the best job we can, but like there's just, I mean, think about it. It was filmed, you know, in the early 80s. It was released in 1983. Sure. And uh, here we are 40 years later, which is crazy. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, it, so so the the cities change. So the cities change. Yeah. So, and here she wants to be a dance. She wants to be a ballet dancer. So she wants to be a classically trained ballet dancer. And yeah. the whole premise is she hasn't had any schooling. Right. Right. And so she meets a guy. And this is, you know, this movie I think does a lot for feminism, but it also does a lot for misogyny. It, it absolutely does. <laughs> it's super eighties in that in that way. Because here's this guy who comes sees her dance. And at the club. At the club. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. The one that got the water dropped. Yeah. Down. He's like, oh, she's hot. And he and his friend tells him her social security number. Oh, does he really? And he goes, what is that? Her phone number? He goes, her social security number. She works for you. And it's like, dude, how do you have her social security number memorized? <laughs> like, are you stalking I for- her? I forgot about that. Part. Like, you you know her. You have her social security number. Just You can just rattle it off. So there's some issues there. Right. So then he sees her the next day and he's like, I saw you dancing. And she's like, what? Like, okay. So that's kind of how they start talking. And so there's there's some issues. Right. right? And then they start dating. They start dating and she kind of lets him in on her dream. Right. Like, I want to study ballet. It's always been my dream. And then he, being her boss of a welding industry, you can imagine he has money. Heck yeah. So he has connections and this is the art and culture of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. So he has connections to that ballet industry. And so he tries to help her get an audition and right. she loses her mind because she doesn't want help. Right. She wants to do everything on her own. Sounds Just- like our daughter. <laughs> Sounds like Madison. Like I, she doesn't want help. She can do it by herself. She doesn't need anybody's help. She's, She's gone. She's come this far on her own. Like you don't really get into family background, but she's you can 
pretty much she she's independent and isolated. Yeah. Right. She's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. She's living in a warehouse. I mean, I don't know how they can. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She's 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 living in like she's living in an old warehouse, abandoned warehouse <laughs> with almost. her dog, with her yeah. pit bull dog. Yeah. Like I don't know how they can symbolize any more than yeah, that. That you're more alone and on your own than right. that. So she gets upset that he helped her. And because of that, she doesn't want to do the audition. Right. And so he really is passionate. He is, in the end, a a good guy. And he's really passionate that if you don't follow your dream, you die. And all I did was get you the audition. You've got to get into the school. And there's 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 part of the conflict is, too, is like she sees him with his ex-wife. Yes. Right, because they have some business dealing or something like, or some prior They're commitment. On that ballet committee together, because right. she sees him at the ballet. Right, and so, so he wasn't doing anything bad. No. He was so just literally there yeah. with his. So ex-wife. she's of course jealous, and yeah. you know she doesn't want to be taken for a fool. Right, and then she has a best friend who is also following her dream of being in the ice capades. That's right, and she falls. Yep, and doesn't get into the ice capades, and she basically throws everything away and starts working at the strip club and then doesn't she kind of encourage then from there she encourages her like hey you need to follow your dream do your thing well she she just she gets her friend out of the strip club and she realizes how far her friend has lost her focus yeah because she's lost her chance and so i think she sees all of that yeah and goes for the audition and what i love about the audition it's, first of all, the audition's filmed in L.A., not even filmed in Pittsburgh. So yeah, we there's, find that. There's, there's big chunks. If you look it up, so actually this one wasn't as difficult to research for locations mm-hmm. because sure. there's a there's a website that, that does a lot of this stuff. Yes. And we were able to find a good portion of them. Some of them we kind of had to do some hunting. Yes, because Nick's house is in L.A. Yeah. The, where she dances is in L.A. It's actually like a Bob Hope center because if you look on the wall there's all these pictures of service members and it's actually a a USO Bob Hope center that she dances at and I I think her warehouse place is actually in LA like so a couple of these places they actually filmed and the bar I'm pretty sure is is not in Pittsburgh either so a couple of these places are not local but one of the cool things and of course is the dance yeah. Right. So at the very end of the song, and I think the song was nominated for the Oscar. I think it wins the Oscar. What a feeling. Yeah. I think, so. I think that song and Maniac were both nominated. Yes. That's and right. What a feeling wins. Right. But um, so she dances at the end. And of course, you're watching this girl who has had no training whatsoever <laughs> rock this dance. And then would you come to find out is actually three people actually four people yeah. do this dance four including her including her yeah do this dance so here's a person who's pretending to not have any dance and actually this so it's the the dancer who does all the dancing right the professional the dancer. professional who her face is kind of skewed in most things because yeah. Jen, jennifer beale is not a dancer so there's a woman who does all of her dancing and then there's a gymnast so they have a gymnast do the leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has like a this beautiful, perfect, super famous leap. shot. So yeah. just the gymnast for that one shot. Yeah. And then you have a break dancer. Right. Who's actually a guy. Yeah. Who's doing the break dance move. And so, and then you have some Jennifer Beale. Yeah. So you have four people yeah. creating this one dance of a person who's never <laughs> taken dance in their life. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And and part of the, and one of the things about this movie too, as I was, as I was editing it and things like that. 
was all the different kind of fashion that came out yes. of this. So the fashion with like, so there's the there's the movie. If you Google Flashdance, if you've never seen it, if you've never seen it, after you're done listening to this podcast, you don't go even go have watch to it. Google it because I can just the off the shoulder. Yeah, the the holes in the jeans. That's from, that's from her. That's, that's all from, from Flashdance. And didn't she kind of do some of that herself? So she claims that she cut the hole. So basically, she said she couldn't fit her head in her sweatshirt. It yeah. was too small, so she cut. The hole, and they just kind of went with and that. And hung off her shoulder. Yeah, and they just kind of went with that. And that's and the that's the mo- that's the cover of the movie. Yeah, and she wears the ratted jeans. Yeah, and this changes fashion for the eighties. Like that, you think, and then she did the, the leggings, the war- leg the warm up leggings. Yes, leg warmers. yes, with like the leotard. She, she wore those like the, on, mm-hmm. from the calf down. Yes, like it's just so great. So much fashion influence from this movie and you might think, well, no, that was eighties. No, that was flash dance. Yeah, like people think that the chicken came before the egg or no flash dance came and then fashion caught up with it. Yeah. It was like this whole kind of dance jazzercise aerobic yep. after flash dance with the leg warmers and all that stuff. But the cutting off of the sweatshirts, hanging off your shoulder, the, yeah. the holes in your jeans, that's all flash dance influence. Yeah. So. It was, it was, it was really cool. Just kind of doing like finding pictures and, <laughs> and find the shots and, um, and, and all this stuff. And just, there's so many classic scenes and classic shots yeah. in this movie. And classic songs. People yeah. still recreate the water. Sure. On You still see that today, recreate. Or Maniac, people trying to like... Yeah, yeah, Chris Chris Farley, you know, for, for my guy <laughs> listeners out there, you know, Chris Farley and, uh, and what is it, Tommy Boy? Yes. Right? Um, you know, so it's it's famous more than just outside of the 80s. Yes, and it's... So you get that it's the high it's the third highest grossing film of the 80s. So it's having yeah. this of, of 83. Yeah. So it's having this influence on people, but the story of Alex is supposed to be based on a real character. I think I, I told right. you about this. That was very interesting. So it's her name was Marine Martyr and she was a construction worker welder in Toronto. Yeah. And she danced at night, so just like Alex, right? And she she sells her story for twenty three hundred dollars, yeah. somebody in Hollywood, Universal, I don't remember, wants to just kind of pitch it, pitch the story. So she sells it for twenty three hundred dollars. So then, when it's the third highest grossing movie of eighty three, she tries yeah. to come back, yeah, and get reimbursed, like some back and money, right? And takes them to court and everything. And the court finds no, your twenty three hundred is all your, away. Yeah, yeah, that's you, all your. You sign it away. That's why you got to read that fine print. Yeah. I mean, it grossed over $200 million. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. $200 million. And so the court told her, sorry. I mean, and I, I don't even think they gave her even a kickback just to be nice. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> legally, they don't have to, right? That's kind of, that's business, right? That's If you sign it away, you know, and it could have been, it could have never made it into a movie at all. And she would have made $2,300. But it did. And it became an enormously influential and popular movie. Sure. And so we talk about... It's influences on feminism. Yes. So I talk that a lot neat. about the bicycle. Yeah. Right. Because Susan B. Anthony was very adamant about women learning how to bicycle. She wanted the bicycle to be the symbol of the feminist movement. And she wanted that because it showed women having real independence right. in their transportation. Yep. Because at the time, women were very much, you, you just had to be whatever. You're reliant. Yeah, you're reliant on on your your husband or your significant other or whatever. Whatever they had for a carriage or maybe a trolley, you know. So it wasn't like you're reliant on 
mass transportation. Yeah. You're, you, you don't have your own individual it, it, it was very symbolic, yes. right? The bicycle kind of became the symbol. I mean, they like when I was, again, when I was looking up pictures yeah. of kind of the women's right, rights movements and stuff like that, um, they were they're posing there with their bicycles. Yeah, so you, it's so evident in the movie. Another like another symbolism. She's bicycling everywhere in this movie. She doesn't have a car. She could easily afford a car. She's a yeah, welder. She's a welder. She was making nineteen eighty. She's actually making really good money in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. She could buy a car, but she's not. She's using her ten speed from her dance studio yeah. at night in the rain. Yeah. Right at one point, Nick is following her in his Porsche as she's bicycling home in yeah. the rain so they make a point to really show this symbol yeah that she's that she's independent they drive that that's if there's one theme that they're driving through mm-hmm. this right it's being independent and for her following her dreams yes following her dreams so that that's the whole momentum here is that you're the, the huge influence in pop culture is following your dreams Maybe sometimes you do need help from other people. It's okay to take the help from other people. Yeah, the story of struggle. Yes, we all need help every now and then. That's okay. You can still make your dreams come true. And, you know, that you need people to believe in you in the end. But I think the biggest thing is like opportunity when it meets preparation equals success. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of what it was trying to show there. Like she's still doing it on her own because she was prepared for that moment. Right. She had the opportunity. She got it, the opportunity from help, but her preparation led to her success. So I think that was the huge message that they were trying to get across, especially for women in the early eighties, you can do it. Yeah. You know, make sure you're prepared for when opportunity presents itself to you. Yeah. And there was, there was one other thing before we finish up that I want to talk about that I thought was really neat. And that was the crossing guard. Oh yeah. So we, we go there. The crossing guard. What was his, do you remember his name? Vic Sianka. That's right. And so I actually was able to find like original old footage on YouTube of Vic Sianka. He did it for 30 years. He he did it. So and and if if you again, if you haven't seen the movie, finish this podcast, then go watch the movie. If you have seen the movie, if you remember when she's crossing the street with her friend and they're kind of being playful with they're being playful with this crossing guard who's he's got very big arm movements and you you can tell he's got white gloves and he's being very he's having fun with it. Mm -hmm. Right. He's kind of a little bit of a character. Sure. But I didn't realize like he was a Pittsburgh staple. Yes. For 30 years, he did that because you can imagine the traffic at rush hour. Yeah. And he's, he directed traffic for 30 years, getting people in and out of the city. Now that location was actually difficult to find. Very difficult because things had changed. We, uh, we, uh, we are pretty sure we found the right spot where we were filming. Someone I think came back to us later and said, Hey, no, he actually used to stand over here. That's where the shot is. We're at 537th Avenue. We're right by the, the Benedum theater. Yeah. Um, word wood and Liberty. Like we're right there, but I think the person said maybe it was at Wood and Liberty. Yeah, so we're it, close. It but was, I think we're like one. Street again, over. things have changed. The bridges have been updated and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right since the you know the early eighties. Um, but that was just such kind of a neat little neat. tribute to to Pittsburgh history. Yes, and he was in the Navy, so we say go. That's Navy. right. That's right. He was a Navy guy. Um, and little things like that are oh, for me always kind of like a real pleasant surprise mm-hmm. because here's this neat piece of history this neat character he wasn't seeking fame Mm -mm. 
right? He was just serving his community. He was a police officer. He was directing traffic. And here, here he is, and now he's featured in a movie. Yes. And he had he was well-known before that, yes. right? And now here he is cemented in another classic. That's a classic scene. It's not a big scene. It doesn't really contribute too much to the story no. other than she's just having fun around Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. here's this crossing guard. They're being playful, and he's having a good – he's being playful right back. Yeah. That was just to me. That was just like something that I that I took a lot of joy out of. Yeah, it just like shows you very community oriented. Yeah. Pittsburgh is just the, loves its people. Yeah, and he's got like classic '80s mustache. Oh man, he's got like Tom Selleck mustache <laughs> all day, and he's pulling it off like a champ. Big Sianca. It was that. That was just a ton of fun for yeah. me. Like that little piece, I just got a ton of enjoyment out. I loved filming this one. I just loved being in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was fun. It was fun driving around Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, it was, it's just a, such a fun movie. So again, if you haven't ever seen the movie, or you haven't seen our video, stop listening to this podcast once you're done. Go watch our video, then go watch the movie. Um, but because it, it's just such a blast. It's a classic '80s movie. And, and filming it and, and driving around Pittsburgh was a ton of fun. So Flashdance was not only a great movie that showed how women and their independence were on the rise, shifting out of that era of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, but some of the underlying messages of women's rights and feminism, while not giving up what makes them unique as a woman, is what Flashdance is truly about. That is... And that a steel town girl can still love a guy that loves her enough to not let her dreams die. So thank you again for listening to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, any 80s fans out there, please share this with them, especially if you think today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and tell them to look up the Talk With History podcast. Because we rely on you, our community, to grow. And we appreciate you all every day. And thank you, Scott, for loving the still town girl enough to not let her dreams die. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>